What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Hey everybody and welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable now being simulcast everywhere. <laughs> so uh we have Kim Side Money Plans. We have Dash Theory TV. And I gotta get this right because somebody scolded me in the notes last week that they said, Why did you say welcome Cheyenne, but you didn't say her channel name? So welcome to Gig Work Mama. So, thank you, person, for that. <laughs> and we have thank Chris, of course, from Show Me the Money Club, uh, the rideshare guy. And he used to have another channel. I won't even say it because now it's called something else. It's uh, Chris Za. And uh, we love having Chris on. So, Chris, welcome as well. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about Chris Za first? Oh, yeah. So, well, Originally started as Real Rideshare Stories, and um, then I coupled with Harry over at the Rideshare Guy. So I'm like, I don't feel like doubling up on Rideshare content. So that's where the Rideshare Guy is going to be when it comes to the Rideshare content. So I want to take the channel and make it into something else. So now I go around Buffalo, New York, trying every pizzeria and seeing who's got the best slice in town. Uh, it's a series called Buffalo by the Slice, and the next episode will be out tomorrow. So come check it out. Chris Pizza or pizza. You could do either or. Don't, either or don't matter. <laughs> yeah. And Chris's, uh, Chris's link will be in the show notes. Now, I know a lot of you guys are still in confusion. Um, I think the way that we all see it is that you're going to be seeing this streaming on all the channels because, look, we want everybody to see it. But if you've been watching it forever and you're over here, that's great. All the chat shows up to us in this one, so you can watch it on any of the channels you want. Um, but the hope is to gain a lot of viewership on all the other channels, too, and get people watching this, because I think we talk about a lot of good things on here. We have a good time, but we also hit on some tougher issues and whatnot. And it's been uh, it's been always a, re a really good crowd. So I'm going to shout out to um, what I'm seeing here in the chat so far. Let me start off with Gary, obviously. Uh, Gary, uh, Hannibal, who Gary, who I am liking this new lineup. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, Gary. Um, Gary, I don't, know, back. <laughs> I don't know if like, that's you thinking like, Hey, does that work? Am I out? You're not up. It's like, it's like the mob, bro. You're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> You're in for life. <laughs> you can never leave. What's up, Derek? Uh, what's up, Chris Taylor? What's up, traveler? um what's up thomas mathis now you thomas mathis um i owe you i owe you from the the night we did the uh trivia and i can't remember if you were the one tied to the winner to john who won the trivia night 
or if you were the one that got the spin, but you won and you never emailed me. So I need you to email me. I threw this past the panel before we started. They thought it was a stupid idea, but here goes it. I'm going to add $10 to what I owe you every week. You don't email me because <laughs> I got to get you paid. They were saying, no, you need to take away so that it's incentive. I said, no, the incentive will be he won't want me broke around Christmas to take care of my son and get him presents. And it will take away from Max if you don't email me. So basically, I'll punish. It's punishing my mouth. kid. It's punishing my kid. You're so. Taking gifts away from him. <laughs> get it together, Tom. <laughs> Uh, what's up, Tommy? How are you? Uh, what's up, Domingo? How are you? Um, hey, Holly. I saw Holly became a channel member. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, and uh, Digi Nomad. You know, Digi Nomad, if you guys don't know about his channel, you got to check it out. It's mostly shorts and stuff. But one thing really cool I've noticed lately is he's got this hat. Um, and in the top of the hat, he's got a camera. It's like a cowboy hat. And he like, I don't know if he carved it out himself or what he's done, but he's kind of rigged up a camera in there. And so when he's doing everything, it's like through this cowboy hat. And you, unless you're really looking, you can't see where he cut out the lens hole. It's not That's very obvious at all. Right. But he's doing the platforms and stuff and he's interacting with people who aren't as like it's not like a chesty where it's in your yes. face and you're like oh, yeah. pro idiot <laughs> you know so i don't know I, I i always enjoy his content it was nice when we i got to meet him in st louis uh two years back at the uh first gig con he was a super nice guy and uh his his channel's interesting it's different so check it out also bud sodas i know bud soda has crossed his 500 mark and um Yay! We just a nice. So, everybody hit up Bud Sodas. He's got to make a list, a playlist. I think he tried, maybe he even did, but all, you've been doing all these food fetch vlogs. Put them all in one in order into a into a playlist, and get it to me. Get it to whoever. We'll put it out and we'll tell people, hey, stream this because it's. I mean, you've got hours of content on this that broke up into all these videos. And it's something different. So um, we'll get your hours up there. Always happy to help. What's up, Rick? How are you? Oh, it's not highlighting. What's up, Rick? How are you? <laughs> hey, peace. Uh, 52 weeks, just wait a year. No, Gary, don't give bad advice. <laughs> Next. Stop, <laughs> <laughs> man. He's got... He's, you know, Gary, you went through this. Your son went in the Navy. I'm, j Max is just about to graduate. I'm about to face all those new challenges. It's not like, you know, all this, like, thought I had about, like, when he turns 18, finishes high school, there's kind of, everything will be chill. No, it, it still continues forever. <laughs> there are kids. It's, it's a never-ending story. Um. Gary's house fun seat. No, 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 no. Thomas, you got it. Steve at rideshare or Steve at withpara.com. You can email either. I don't care. Just email me. You got to email me. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Okay. I think we got everybody. So again, oh my gosh, I got a dead iPad over here and it's got all my notes. 
what we got that. Okay. Wow, that's really weird how quick that iPad drained. Hmm. Anyway, uh, we got some stories for you tonight. Um, and uh, we got some different people leading some stories too. So, uh, the you know, before I even jump into this first one, I got to tell you guys, we did the piece last week. Was it last week where we talked about um, um, the DoorDash person shooting the... Yes. Okay. So I can't, I, I cut that piece into like an 18 minute piece. I put it out and it's not even about the video itself. It's the comments. The comments I got were, they're so night and day. It's crazy. And then David and I had had that conversation with Dashing Trader. Same thing. I, I was taking those comments and I mean, it's, it's crazy how many people, more people than not said he had the right to do it completely chris i don't know if you're familiar with the story yep. um the youtube creator who got shot by the DoorDasher. so i mean i you know i'm so torn still you guys that like because people were saying steve you're a democrat for saying that first of all we don't do the politic things and and just so you guys know it's hard for me to find that comment if you put that in there it doesn't show up in my feed i have to go find that because if you use the word democrat if you do around politics or anything like that if you put that word in there just know that people are not responding to you. Most creators probably aren't seeing your comment. I'm just letting you know. Um, because you, I have to go dig to actually find if other comments were made. But um, it wasn't about that. But I was just under the, I was like, damn, that escalated quickly. In a mall. And if you see the after pictures too, the guy was taken down by two mall cops, like the, the shooter. So they were there. I mean, the whole thing is... Uh, it's a it's a crazy thing, you know, like Dashing Trader, welcome, see you in there too. And, you know, he had a different take on it too. You know, the people in the chats had different takes on it. Dashing Trader's take was the whole mistake was made by the guy taking an order in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. That is a fact. He's not wrong though. <laughs> <laughs> right. But my point is that we did get past that and actually get into the problem, but you know, maybe he was new. What I don't know, um, but agreed. Yes, the biggest problem. I mean, a lot of people agreed with him too. A lot of people were like, "Yeah, it's true. They shouldn't. Have, this all wouldn't happen if he just wouldn't have taken the order." So, um, but that guy is back to making videos. FYI, too. Uh, it, why, I still go back me. to the mom though. Like, why didn't the mom say, "What is effing wrong with you for still doing this"? Not, not even that. Like, she didn't care. I feel no. like she knew what he was gonna do. Like, oh, he'll just he'll be making these again, so I can't say much. Who knows? Maybe she gets part of the money he's making. I don't know. Who knows what's going on? It could be that too. I guess or maybe major... she's already had the conversation with him about, you know, this could be dangerous. And he's like, mom, this is what I want to do. So she kind of washed her hands from it. I mean, if, if you think about it, logically... that conversation again after he lost his stomach. <laughs> I mean, this is the I most wish. popular he's ever going to be. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you got to do it now. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. The guy, like, I mean, that was a point blank to the stomach. And then when he's out, he's like, I'm, you know, it's God's plan. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And then I was thinking maybe he won't, maybe he'll find some, but he's already putting videos back up. He's, he's back on this. I'm just going to keep doing this. 
Well, he's definitely riding the wave with it, right? Like it brought a lot of popularity to his channel, I'm sure. So he's not going to push that aside and be like, no, I need to recover right now. No, he's going to be like, hey, people are talking about me. Let me put out new content. What's the quote? Never, never waste a good crisis. Exactly. Yeah, but aren't people going to watch that and then go, well, I've hated some people that know him. I've hated that guy forever. I guess this is like, I can go shoot him. <laughs> I don't <laughs> predict what people will do. <laughs> Our predictions are never right. <laughs> I mean, so many comments were like, at least he learned his lesson. He won't be doing this again. I was replying yeah, to those saying, he's making that. videos already. He's doing it. He, he learned learn nothing. It. No. You know, it's... So, oh, that's, I mean, that's the problem with some people, I mean, Mike, you know, that's why, Chris, I mean, you do, you've done tons of rideshare. I've done a lot of rideshare, not a lot. The other people on here tonight have not. Um, if anything, like I have, a, I've had taser on me, never, I'm going to be honest, never a gun. And, but I've had other things on me that, you know, a knife, um, a taser, um, I've got bear, I've got literally 30 foot bear mace for when I'm out hiking. So I've got enough to like flood my car. Yeah, I'm going to get it too. But I can, oh, yeah. I mean, I've always said have a plan, you know, like my plan is to, to gun it. If somebody, cause nobody ever gets out of these situations well as rideshare drivers have a plan. If something were to happen, like, because if you're not mentally prepared, you will get zapped into that moment of having a gun on you and doing what they say. And in all those cases, they end bad. So have a plan, run into something, get to a lit street, run into another car do something that's going to, because then they'll just get out and run. They're not going to kill you. Most likely they're not going to want that on their hands too, but they're never taking you to like say, okay, if you do this, we'll save you. That's not really what happens. Like they're, you're not going to end up good. You're better off. I think to fight it out some or to have some kind of plan. Um, but I agree with that. The thing, half know, of the thing is the other guy is just as scared as you are. Half the time, these people aren't, professional criminals they're just some guy looking for a target in a moment yeah and especially if you're feeling threatened beyond they're just trying to carjack me because all too often chris knows this too i mean we just know about all kinds of people fake being rideshare drivers people do this that mm -hmm. the other they prey on drunk people they um but i mean like i think having a plan and mentally going through it is a good thing because i think yep. that then when it happens, you're like, okay, if you're like on a highway and somebody pulls a gun and you just gun it, hit a sidewall, do something that deploys airbags and whatnot, because there's no reason to shoot you at that point. They're going to be a lot better off just with a gun charge if there even was a cop around. But my point is have a plan, I guess, because in this day and age, we don't know what'll happen. I mean, we not too long ago, we're even talking about somebody who dropped off DoorDash in Florida or whatever it was got pulled into the person's house and and, yep. and they chopped him into pieces. I mean, this isn't even just killing anymore. This is turning into human torture and stuff. And this is delivery. You yeah, know, and Instacart you know, shop. To take, and, to take it one step further too, not just rideshare, but even food delivery or anything, anything where you've got to get out of your car, make sure you're paying attention uh, because that's, that's your means of getting out of here. And if something happens... You, you got to take care of yourself. So have a plan also when you're delivering or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I would have never said that before. I mean, I've been thinking the same thing lately too, but I would have said, I would have never said that before, but 
they're being approached as much as everybody else. I mean, especially carjackings. We've watched a few on here that are just, you know, horrible. You know, we watched one where we, we've talked about it a few times too, but I can never get over this one where the lady was delivering to like the third floor and it was done in seconds. Like the other car was tailing her. It was a nice area. Um, and she pulled up behind or somebody pulled up behind her car. She left it running somebody got in her car to steal it and there was a baby in the back and they somehow just kind of ran into a brick wall across the street and ran from the car because of the baby i think their thing was they wanted to steal this car but they were like a baby what and he was maybe even like got thrown by that and was just like i'm not doing this so she got very lucky but i mean her baby almost got stolen yeah hey chris wasn't there a lie that you did or we did about somebody was saying that they used like oven was it oven cleaner in their car was it was something like crazy yeah that was like that, that they, was, the, was that uh, what it was? was yeah it was oven cleaner and i think that was from the ladies uh town hall that we had on show me the money club that's what it was yeah <laughs> so, so was that oven cleaner I mean, instead of like mace oven oven cleaner yeah. will do the same thing the, the one thing though that's gonna like if you so if you want to talk about mace or you know the gel uh the best thing to use is the gel versus the aerosol because that's going to be a directed stream so as steve was saying if it sprays it's going to get him too this at least will um kind of prevent that from happening because it's going to be more directed yeah some of it can come off but uh oven cleaner is kind of the same type of thing the only thing is you got to watch out you got to make sure you open windows or the door real quick because you will really mess up your lungs doing that if you're in a confined area well and i mean way, hopefully you're the... not doing it multiple times yeah once <laughs> yeah i, I think <laughs> i think what, if you got to do it once i think it's time most people are probably going to be getting out of either ride share or food delivery <laughs> so spray it yeah. hop out the car lock all the doors got it that's yeah. it <laughs> I mean, and then for was... the Canadians out there, um, we're actually not allowed to have mace. That's one thing. It's illegal. Over oven here. cleaner. So oven cleaner, oven cleaner. That's one that <laughs> I never thought about. But you can have um, coyote deterrent. So that's what I have. Mm. That so is, so you, it's you like the same thing in a different package. You can't go buy mace. No, it's illegal to have mace in Canada. Wow. Yeah. They outlaw is it illegal to carry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no. What like, about a taser? It's not, it's not an open carry. I think that's illegal as well because only the police officers have tasers here. I mean, you can't. What happens if you order one off Amazon? Well, if you get caught with it, well, no, right? like you don't they, they can ship well, it. As, okay, as we say in America, rather be judged by twelve than carried by six. There is that. Possession <laughs> is nine tenths too. I mean, you got to catch there with that it. too. I mean, yeah, obviously though, obviously though, that speaks volumes because Cheyenne is in Montreal, and yes. that's not a small city by any means. But she At doesn't all. feel that need to have it. Well, there's some areas that. Uh... Like there was one area where I used to deliver to. I always had my bear deterrent on my wrist. My area is not, yeah, it's fine. Like it's really suburbs, but a few, a few cities over. Yeah. At nighttime, there was one building. I actually called my boyfriend when I got out the car and I was like, this building looks sketchy. And it was like the third floor. And I kept him on the phone the whole time I was doing the delivery because it was like dark and yeah, it was, 
it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've, I was seeing this too. So we have a, you know, you know, he's on Australia, Mark. And, uh, I, I guess I knew things, I knew laws were tighter. I didn't know you couldn't have a gun. Yeah. But that I mean, doesn't stop people. That doesn't stop criminals. Let's be real. A criminal no. still can have it no matter what, whether yeah, sure. you're in Canada, shooting. whether you're in Australia, the chances of having it are probably lessened, but if you want something, you can get it. Yeah. And it doesn't We're matter where you are. still like crazy, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean. They're not showing it. However, though, I mean, do you got, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Do you guys have Canada shootings like in malls and schools? And you don't have that stuff like we do. So in schools, I think the last one was like years and years and years ago, but it was like a big thing. Um, in malls, not really. There are some, but it's like a, a small, it's not like a mass thing. Like someone's going after somebody and they're in the mall. So they went in the mall after the person. It's that kind of thing. Okay. Um, but in neighborhoods, oh yeah, yeah there's some neighborhoods that there's shootings like almost every week. Like it's insane. Okay. Well, I mean, it's still, it's still interesting to me though about the school thing because especially me every time i bring it up to people i when i roll through the list people are like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah they forget how many colorados have a lot of people focus on california but we've had columbine we've had you know the walmart we've had the boulder king super shooting where an instacart shopper was taken out we had the school down south by tony that had a school shooting we've had so many in this state and they've been big ones so um it's it's sad. It's almost become like second nature to us. Uh, you know, even even my son's school, they go like I get four. Like last week, I told Max, I'm like, this is insane. I've had four texts this week that you've been, that you were in lockdown because we'll get a text saying students are all in lockdown. That's four thousand kids at his high school. It's a oh big high school, and they're and then they'll like twenty minutes later say everybody's out of lockdown. Hmm. Like, I don't get any details That's or anything. Weird. If it goes past a half That's hour, funny. they have to put out an email saying what happened. They have these weird new rules. They have they don't have school security on campus anymore. They have two Denver police officers at all times. Um, wow. And I think there's I mentioned on here. Officer, my... There's a police officer in every one of our schools, at least in my area, even in the elementary school. There's always a police officer on duty. I think that's what you have to do nowadays. Sadly, I, I think, I think that's kind of the, what has come to. Yeah. I just wonder what the one cop does. I mean, 4,000 kids, three buildings. It's usually Not one really shooter, much. one cop. I mean, yeah. If he's there on point, I mean, he he's there, he's to there to assess and quickly call it in kind of thing is what I see. Yeah. But like my son stepped off campus. Not by much. They do it every day for lunch went and was playing basketball, I told you guys, and he had a gun pulled on him. This was like two and a half, three weeks ago. You know, it's crazy. it's just what it is. And then he goes back and like was late for a class and was worried about that because he had to give the report to the police officer. So oh it is it is what it is. I guess it's just different worlds, though. Canada's I'm, I'm sure if I lived up there, it'd feel different. But Canada doesn't seem to hit on all that stuff. Yeah, no, they have the, uh, like the, um, you know, like safety protocol at the beginning of every school year where they tell the students like what to do if ever there's a lockdown or anything like that, but it's never like, you never hear of lockdowns. 
like at all. I wonder, and tell me if I'm off basis with this, and this is kind of a little bit of stereotyping, but you always hear about Canada being so friendly. Yeah. And a lot of times in the U.S., you hear about the schools being because of bullying. Is there similar levels of bullying in Canada? I guess is kind of the question I'm going towards. So there's actually a lot of bullying in the schools. That is one thing that I'm very happy that we homeschool because I I just couldn't do it. Um, But there's a lot of bullying that goes on in schools. But they also have like a, well, not a lot, but there are resource workers in every single school to help like the trouble students. Um, But then it, it, it gets a little bit different here because I feel like the students kind of like rat on each other also. So you do hear like in my mommy groups where they're like, oh, we got an email from the school that potentially tomorrow they're gonna look into something because they heard about something on social media. And I'm like, what? Like, don't snitches get stitches like what happened what happened to that kind of code like i, I don't get it so hey, that's it, it's the very future man here. big brother we, we tell him we ain't got time exactly. for that. We tell him. exactly but yeah no the, there are a lot of bullies but i feel like um when it comes to bullies someone intervenes before it becomes like you know so violent in the sense of using yeah. weapons interesting yeah yeah um, there's a I lot of fist the big, fights, that's for sure. The, yeah, I mean, see, when I was growing up, that's what happened. I grew that's up in Michigan, school. not here in Colorado, yeah. but that's I grew up around that stuff. That happened. Yeah. I mean, that just happened. But Scuffled we also had right. Dare too. So when I was younger, we had Barney <laughs> and like oh, dare. you know, and Dare in there telling you, like, hey, you ever seen this stuff before? And they'd show cocaine or weed, and then they'd be like, Do your parents have it? Like <laughs> they're, they're all trying to get you to narc out your parents and stuff. Does dare even still exist anymore? I don't think so. I think it turned more know. kids onto drugs than trying to turn them off. I know, right? <laughs> right I just remember able, as like a, a kid. Class. You were able to identify all drugs after dare. Yeah. Did you have the case of drugs where the cop came in and like actually like had like a case and showed you what yeah. each one oh, looked yeah. like? And then they took, they took it out and passed it around. And uh, they're like, now don't let this go hot. Don't go AWOL because we're going to find it. You're going to be sitting here all day until we get it back. And they're, they're passing out everything. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Here's here's a story I got because I think I'm interested on everybody's take on this one because the um, is it San Francisco? Yeah. So almost 80 Uber sexual assault lawsuits going on in the San Francisco court system are now allowed to go together. Um, I find this very interesting. I, we all know that this is part of the arbitration and how Uber, how Uber doesn't like it. They're fighting this thing to the T. There's quotes in here that, you know, um, Uber argued that the filings were, uh, they have not, little to nothing in common. Why should this be together? They don't want this. But this seems to be a tre- another trend that's going around that they're trying to push for over and over and over, even if your state isn't pushing for the legislation to let some of these ones that, the arbitration clause that we all agree to with the checkbox, you know, kind of like, screw that. We're going to go this route instead. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's a, Uber's thinking of it as a loss. The people are thinking of it as a win. Um, I guess, Chris, since you're on this week and since you know a lot about 
ride share and what's going on. You guys are talking about this all the time. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, th- I think it comes down to, do they specifically want it to be all grouped in one versus, you know, not. I think right, that's but what I, it really should But I mean, do you to. think do you think this will have better outcomes for the women? Do you think it'll get more publicity? Do you think that Uber has a point? I mean, like, not is it a good point? But do you do you think they have a reason, a good reason why they don't want this to happen? I mean, I, I don't know enough about this particular issue that's going on um, to really. I talk mean, think about of it, it in rideshare but... terms. Then, if they were like allowing rideshares in an area to to go to one court case and deal with this this way. Yeah. Like I said, I think it, it really should come down to the, to the people themselves who are, you know, putting these together. If, if they want to bring it all together, you know, maybe for more recognition around or some sort of change that they're doing or whatever, then there could be that possible uh, side of things to try to bring more people into the case, into the cases could be another thing like coming forward uh, type situations. Uh, there could be a lot of things that they're trying to do with it, but I think it should be, you know, kind of up to the individuals if they want to take part in something that's going to be collecting them together versus, you know, not, um, and kind of getting their due diligence known from their, their lawyers and anything that, that may pertain to that. Um, cause again, one, one, one size doesn't fit all. So that's that, what I was that, thinking too. We've kind yes. of hit that on the nail like some people want to be employees some people want to be independent contractors but in reality you know it's you got to kind of figure out what's going to be the best same thing when it comes to legislation they're looking at these everything under the sun it's going to impact people differently whether it's going to be positive or negative so again when it comes down to this uh i think it should be do the people want it to be that way and then what's kind of their end goal there yeah i mean I don't know. I mean, I kind of, one of the things you just said there hits to me, like, even though this is an Uber argument and I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm on their side on this. I know they're just trying to get it dismissed, but Mm -hmm. these lawsuits have little in common. That really rang a bell with me because they are going to have little in common. So what are you going for, for a judgment? Are you hoping to like... As one of these women, though, wouldn't you feel like you got gypped? Like, don't you want, like, your own day in court to, you know, talk about what happened to you and really, like, tell your version of the story if you get lumped with a whole bunch of other women? I I don't know. I feel like I, I mean, not that I was ever in a position like this, but I was trying to put myself in their shoes. Wouldn't you feel, like, gypped that you didn't get that opportunity, like, that individual opportunity to have your voice heard? I don't know. But maybe many don't because you gotta you gotta pay for console console. You gotta you gotta go out. I mean, it's not like everything's handed to you. Like you gotta go now deal with this. You gotta go get a lawyer, but, you gotta and you gotta relive it. And, right, but weren't yeah. all, there's a lot of these women already but weren't all these women already in a lawsuit? So they are were already lawyered up, correct? I don't know if they uh, were in lawsuits. They're combining them, right? They, said. they they were Uber sexual assault victims who had filed complaints. I don't know if they had taken it to lawyers and how far this was going. Now the judge wants to hear eighty of the San Francisco area ones together. I wouldn't like that. I'm wondering if it's for a bigger picture issue, like trying to make a a, a mark about like how a 
class action type of thing. Yeah, like, but how they get away with this too. Like, you guys don't ever hear about like how you're saying it, Kim, because I agree. You guys don't ever hear about the single incident ones because Uber's amazing at keeping that stuff hidden and making sure they just pay you off or shut you up. This makes it more of a stand that press will read, people will see. That's the only thing I can come up with anyway. Like it's demonstrating it's a bigger issue than yeah, Uber's like you guys haven't even heard of this, but check this out. This happens. Yeah. I mean, we we know th- this. We're we're drivers. We know this. Again, I th- I think it comes down to the end goal, and then it's probably something to do with the lawyers themselves versus the individual uh, people. Yeah, I mean, I just find it interesting because I don't think uh, it's not just about the sexual assault thing to me here. It's the fact of a San Francisco court saying we don't care about your checkbox. We're gonna take this case on like this i mean to me that's where that's the big story to me is that they're saying eh, yeah i mean i feel like people are getting done with that checkbox i agree to i feel like even the judges and the courts are getting fed up they're like enough dude this checkbox is ridiculous like nobody knows we've we've interviewed people they don't even know what it says yeah they could have gone in and read it but it's jargon it's you know sometimes it doesn't make the most sense some people are english as second language and can't read it correctly um even if they're getting it in their language who knows what words they're omitting and we all know the word play that these companies use in those so it's mm. sometimes you got to read it over and over it's not complete legalese but it can get it can get difficult i mean i'll say yeah. difficult um but then speaking of uber i want chris is going to walk us through this robo firing because i was reading this and i could see this being a, a huge problem unless they correct it oh yeah um so, so you, yeah go ahead walk okay, us through so, this one yeah so there was a for, for those who don't know i mean for uber it's like oh you've been deactivated and you just get like a little notification in your app or an email and uh basically can't get on to the platform anymore so uh, it's it's called a robofire or deactivation, um, and this is something that could potentially cost Uber quite a bit because um, a couple of drivers in uh, over on the other side of the pond in Portugal and in two in the UK, so it's three drivers total. Um, they were deactivated and they didn't know why. They didn't have the proper explanation for it, um, so that's why they went to court and then. Uh, basically, the, the judge in the court system agreed with the drivers and said, look, you need to provide the correct uh, information to let them know why they were deactivated, what was going on. And um, basically, the, these drivers were saying that um, it was repeatedly breaching contract terms. And so, yeah, the, the court agreed with them and said that they have to pay a penalty of £4,000 or, in other words, $4,224 um, for each day. So this is, this is going on from, uh, May 13th, 2023 through September 18th, which is totaling 516 pounds, uh, and continuing to grow. So this is closing in on $600,000 that two drivers. So I said three drivers at the original, but one driver was able to get sufficient, um, explanation, but the two other drivers did not. So this could potentially kick their ass quite a bit, but they still have the ability to appeal and, you know, it's still in process of what's going on. But um, this, this could be something that could be potentially a bigger thing because more drivers could try coming back and saying, 
what's going on here? Uh, I didn't get enough information either. Uh, again, I don't think this is going to happen in the U.S. because, you know, the other side of the world is going to have different laws uh, when it comes down to the, these things. So it could potentially have some impact, but um, yeah, it's it's growing quite a bit. And to, to have it go up $4,000 a day uh, or $4,200 a day every single day that they don't pay or, or give the proper information, um, yeah, it, it, it it's big. Thomas, you see what's going to happen to me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to keep owing him money, man. I'm going to become like the (laughs) inverted version of this. I'm trying to. At least it's not going to be opposite. I'm trying to pay you. You won't let me. (laughs) Increase the pay. Four thousand a day. You're surging, man. It would be, I hate to say, but it would be amazing if they learned that lesson here. Do you know how many drivers? that pertains to and how much if if it ever came to the u.s that way how much they would owe just by random can you imagine imagine that number but also think about it that sets precedence for the other apps as well like look at grubhub for you guys that did that massive like you know so you want to hear hear a crazy stat that just came about so we on show me the money club on tuesday we're having uh the alder person, Michael Rodriguez, of the 22nd Ward of Chicago, as well as Lori Simmons on um, to talk about the Chicago ordinance and what they're doing. Uh, one of the things that they're trying to tackle is deactivations and especially false deactivations, uh, giving drivers the ability to challenge it and protect them from these types of things. Um, they sent us a couple of things already for the show notes because we prepare. And one of the things that Lori sent us over 10,000 drivers have been deactivated in the city of Chicago. And that's just what's been reported, what they have to report. It doesn't include all of the other side of things. So it could be even more. So that's just 10,000 drivers in the city of Chicago, Chicago that has been deactivated because of whatever particular reason. So, And that's, I think, from like 2019 to today. That's so crazy. Let me just throw something out there, though. Out of those 10,000, and let's not, let's say it doesn't matter if it's not Chicago. If there was 10,000, how many, how many people do you think are in the wrongful deactivation pursuit that were rightfully deactivated? Even if they didn't know it, even if their point is at least tell me why. And if they saw it, they'd be like, oh, okay, now I get it. But I mean, do you think all 10,000 are wrongfully deactivated or do you think? I'm sure there's probably a portion of them. I mean, honestly, I couldn't know. I I don't know. I mean, we know how many people are falsely deactivated. We get stories like this all the time. Yeah. uh, Yeah. People emailing us exactly what's going on. Uh, I mean, we just had a crazy story where there was this driver who was deactivated because a passenger claimed that she or she was removed by the driver uh, leading to physical injuries. And she then came back and said, no, it wasn't real. I made it up. I didn't have the money. I was distraught. You know, I got into a fight with my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And this was a Lyft uh, driver, Lyft incident that happened. Uh, And basically he got, the driver got her to sign an affidavit saying that this was not real. I made it up and Lyft still doesn't take it. So like these, it's like, okay, now go arbitration, take your case to court because you have all of this proof. They can't, they can't do anything beyond that. So they'd have to give you more information on that. But it's absolutely wild, like what people will say and do. Um, we have another driver 
that we know he was uh, deactivated. He has a 2019 or 21 Model Y Tesla. And they were saying that the brakes and the suspension uh, were not safe and pulled him off the platform. It was like, what? They can say anything they want, and it's you're innocent. I mean, you're guilty until whenever or whatever. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a real problem that I think needs to be addressed much further. And, you know, if, if it's something where they start finding driver, or I'm sorry, finding the company for drivers because they're not giving this information and they're not giving it freely or, or however, I, I think it's, it's only going to help drivers then, hopefully. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if, I, I mean, I hope all this stuff that we talk about in the bigger picture helps out the drivers. Um, and speaking of that, and since we're on legislation, um, this Minneapolis thing is really getting weird. Uh, I know you guys talk about it on Show Me the Money Club. You have a few times. I've talked with Sergio many times off to, off camera about all of the states in play, um, and especially many Minneapolis. Because I know what one thing that Sergio really liked about uh, the the Washington State model is that it was done for rideshare drivers. I mean, there's new things coming in play for other people too now, but uh, it was done for rideshare drivers to put them under the TLC and to just make sure that they were being, and it seems to be working. I honestly think that before even jumping here is, I think that these cities with the, that it will end up with the best legislation will start with rideshare. Because yeah. let's it's be the honest. Same thing that Chicago's doing too. They're yeah, going rideshare I mean, first. You guys, like Prop 22, and I'm not dogging on it. I just need to mention this, though. But Prop 22 wasn't, I mean, Prop 22 went into effect in, uh, what was it, 2020? Yeah. Just before the pandemic? Yeah, it was, uh, I think I think it was January 1st, 2020. Yeah, so they didn't take into account delivery drivers. They did this for the economy, but they were thinking, this is for rideshare drivers. Nobody really does delivery. And then in March 25th or mid-March, we learned nobody drives rideshare anymore. Everybody does delivery. So that's where that thing kind of hit and hurt a little bit. Um, and they weren't expecting it. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think that you can take the difference of what a rideshare driver makes in an active hour and then compare it to a delivery driver who gets a base pay of two, three bucks and is definitely counting on the tips to make the money, not the base pay, and then tell them that they have to pay those. And I'm not, I'm not trying to dog this. I'm just saying, if you want a good legislation that's going to work, I think it needs to start with the rideshare. Um, in Minneapolis, this thing, you know, got so close, and then the mayor had to use, or or the uh, governor had to use the first veto he's ever done in his political career, and he made this count this committee. And I don't know if, Chris, you guys expected this too, but I guess when I was first reading about this committee, I was thinking they're going to go into the new year and then they're going to report back. I mean, they're already now hoping on, what did I see here uh, for a date? Like they're hoping on this month, October 16th, to get the findings back from the from the committee they made. But also the guy who was spearheading this left the when they said, okay, we're going to we're going to pause on this till we get more data. We want you to be part of the or we want you to lead the um the committee that's going to look into this. I was thinking okay, this is going into next year. 
And I still thought it was weird because he just said, no, I don't want to be, I don't want any part of that. So here he was saying to the drivers, I got your back. I got your back. We're going to make this happen. It didn't happen. And they said, why don't you be involved in getting us the correct data? And he goes, no, I don't want that work. To me, I was like, dude, you just bailed on everything and everyone that you were like backing. And now it looks like they're already over with it. We were just talking about it a month ago. So they only did it for like five or six weeks and they're already claiming they have enough data. So, I mean, what have you, have you guys talked about this recently? I mean, what have, what's the update that um, you and Sergio have come to with mini with Minneapolis? Cause it's, it's on my always checking list. It's, it's pretty much on the same, the same. It's just, there hasn't really been too many developments except for, you know, the recent announcement where they're going to um, basically split it into two. So uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but they're, yeah, they're going to basically now though. look at splitting it into two to try to get it to pass. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it's an ongoing case. You can definitely tell some people want it because the people that are, are pushing for it are not letting it go. It's not something where it's, you know, got vetoed and then they're just kind of like falling flat on it and kind of forgetting about it. No, this is something where they're, they're trying to push and they're trying to come at it from a different angle. So I think that's uh, uh, something that's going on, uh, something that's going to be a little bit different and, um, it's it's definitely different from how they did it with Seattle when they then expanded to Washington. It's a little different to how they're doing it with Chicago. Um, so hopefully they'll be able to figure it out uh, and get some sort of resolution passed there. Yeah, I see that the renewed effort will split the previous ordinance into two: one to increase driver pay, and the other to improve the right driver protection and rights. My feeling is they're having a they're going to have a, a harder time with the increase of pay. And they really want to move this driver protection rights into place. I know yeah, there's I been mean, a lot of wrongful de- claiming wrongful deactivations up there. So I know that's a yeah, big, th- big deal. I think there's a, I mean, there's a lot all over the place. Let's be real. I mean, people are making false reports up left and right. So yep. uh, it's just depending on whether it's a temporary deactivation or, or a permanent one uh, when it comes down to it. Because they're just trying to get a free ride or whatever it might be. Um, so there, there's a lot of issues and I think those need to be addressed big time when it comes to, you know, the livelihood of drivers, uh, all over the place. And so hopefully we're seeing more and more places. Uh, but yeah, as, as it continues on until there's actually like something when it comes to, to movement or, um, you know, if they're proposing something new, if there's new dates, if there's a new vote, um, that's really when we're going to kind of, kind of hone in and probably talk about it more because right now it's kind of in that limbo period where they're they're trying to figure out where to go and what to do from now um so they're trying to get back those reports they're trying to see what they're going to pull next and and so it's kind of this limbo phase so you could hear oh we're coming in from this angle we're coming in from this angle and it could completely change by time you know next month rolls around yep well i see here that they're hoping on october 16th i don't know how aggressive they're being with that I also see in here that there's contributions made from the right here guy. <laughs> yep, Joe Pierce, I see is in there. <laughs> well, that that's his that's his hometown right there. That's where he yeah. he lives. I just saw that. I just said I saw Joe Pierce. I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Harry's everywhere, you guys, but nowhere at the same time. <laughs> he won't show his face around, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know, you guys. This is uh, I I bring this up because. Chris knows this too. They're talking about uh, Illinois. Um, Kim Cavan 
doesn't usually have her ear to the stone on gig app work. However, she's a big fighter in in uh, in Kim State of New Jersey. Uh, she's amazing. She's done some amazing things helping true I see in traditional independent contractors, freelancers, writers, things like that, um, at keeping their rights so they don't fall to an AB5. But she did some research for me. And there's, you know, like after Illinois, there's um, New Hampshire, there's uh, Massachusetts bill, there's, uh, they're looking at Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Um, there's a lot of states looking at all these different ways of coming about this. So legislation, we've been talking about it for a while, guys, but it's coming. It's coming in a big way and uh, we will stay on top of it. But just we keep telling you, don't be afraid to Google your city and what's going on. You know, um, you know, Kim, I had Kim on and she I was like we were talking about traditional work. And I had Karen and Mike Harubi all in the same place. It was a great discussion. And she like in one minute, I can't remember how she summarized it. It was just perfect though. She's like, well, just send an email to your legislator. Well, most people don't want to look up their congressman. Well, she's like, Google congressman for where you live. And the first thing that'll come up is their email. Click it, send them an email, tell them you're pissed off. You know, like she's like, they have to listen to you. And, And she's right. And that's how easy it is, guys. I mean, nope. it really is. We have some tools at uh, at driverrights.org, which is the thing that we did from Para. 75,000 signatures. And it will write, uh, if, if you choose to go that extra step, all you do is simply say, yes, do this for me. And it drafts a letter to your congressman in your zip code. And then you can change it if you want, but you can also just leave it and send it blankly. And so we've had tons sent out. Um, they do help because... As I've said before, the only time your congressman hears from you is when people are pissed. So like when we had, um, you know, when we did the town hall here, what we learned from some of the people was that, well, wait, all we hear is when that all you guys want to be employees. No, you're hearing from a small percentage of people that are taking the time to email you because they're mad and they want to be employees. You're not hearing from the people who are content. They don't ever send you an email saying, bang up job, keep it up. Like nobody, nobody does that. Nobody emails their congressman saying, have a good week. Like we just don't do that. You email them when you're mad. And they were very surprised to learn that. Maybe we need reverse psychology with congressmen or, and women. Maybe do the reverse psychology. But I don't even think it's fantastic today. (laughs) It's not even about that though. It's about this. The squeaky wheel gets the grease because Exactly. That was what Sir, when Sergio was uh, tweeting at the uh, one person who flipped on the uh, Colorado bill that Stephanie Vigil did. Uh, yeah. He, he when he met him at uh, in, yes. in Denver, he's like, "Oh, you're the guy." So yeah. he like, it's it's the I mean, look at the world all around. It's it's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. So the ones who are our voice, the ones who have voices, they're the ones who are getting heard. And they're going to be a small, small subsect of people when it comes down to it, because they're the ones who are, are joining a little bit together. But if you have the ma- mass amount of people that are coming together and saying, hey, this is not right, they have no choice but to listen. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I, I remember watching Show Me the Money Club and Sergio said something about me because he, he said, and then Steve ran over to me and was like, Priola showed up. 
He's like, he was shaking. <laughs> I wasn't shaking, dude. I was just coming over to you to tell you Priola showed up. However, I didn't get my time with him, so I'm glad Kim, Zach, and uh, Sergio all cornered him. And we tag teamed it. Yeah, it was like he was in the ropes in the corner. Just <laughs> and it was if you guys haven't watched it too, the town hall was really interesting. When Sergio speaks at the very beginning, he goes, I'd like Priola to hear this, who was in the other room. And in the other room, they could clearly hear what we were doing. But he did come in there and he's like, Well, so you know, I'd like to ask you something, uh, Mr. Priola. So and he's like, Well, I'm just here to listen. And he's like, okay, I'll respect that, but I'm still going to say it. And he just kind of said it with him right there in his face. And then Priola was just kind of standing there like, when can I go? Yeah. <laughs> I will say to <laughs> Senator Priola's defense, he really was listening because even oh. when I was talking to him, he's like, oh, and, and he like recited stuff that I said in my portion of the presentation. And I'm like, oh, you were paying attention even though you were in the other room. Like he was really he paying learned. attention and listening. He learned from it. Yeah. He learned a lot from it. But again, it came down to, hey, the constituents I hear from, I don't hear from any of them like you. He was like, I just hear people being pissed about not being employees. Oh, yeah. And we're like, that's like that's like 2% of us. You know, the rest are part-timers or the full-timers don't want that. So, I, you know, you really got to, we really got to stay on top of this. I know it sounds like a lot of work, but when I, I got to find that bit and make a short, because it'd probably be one minute of Kim Gavin, because she has a way of saying something where you just know that's what you need to do too, where she just says, listen, here's this. Here's what we got to do. Do this. Well, but Soda had a question there about what do we think now that there's another pause on the NYC food delivery minimum wage? I know what I think, but... <laughs> I mean, look, the they tried right, this they with do. rideshare, floor meets ceiling. I said this. I said it's going to happen here. I said even though Uber was denied the court date, Chris already mentioned tonight, like, look, they'll just keep fighting it and fighting it in court. Even though they were denied, they're just not going to – they're either not going to do it or it's going to kill it for the top earners because they're not going to pay it. Yeah. I mean, anybody, now, John? Was this – did this wasn't it like there was a pause and then it was unpaused and then it's paused again now? Yeah. Well, it shouldn't be paused again though because they were denied to be able to. Right. So this should it should be in effect until it's no. overturned. No, no, no I, I'm saying again. it should be though. Oh, that's what. Yeah, I mean, um, I think like. That's what I think is that it should be in effect. Like I don't, I guess I gotta understand why it's paused again. Is where I'm the thing I'm missing. Because they're fighting it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But Hannibal were, did a video on it. I right. Think, right. Right. This week. Yep. But the thing is, is that they were denied. Like usually, they right. right afterwards you hear about, oh well, now they're challenging it and they're gonna pull, and it still always sounds like BS. But they were denied that one this time, so it should be in effect until it's not. I have a feeling it is still in effect. And they're just going, well, we're not going to do it. It's what they do every time. It's not like laws stop them. Mm. I, I don't think so. I don't think with the bigger gig companies, laws stop them. I mean, well, we've how seen many laws them popping have they in and out of countries. Through, 
through all of their their yeah. distance so far. I mean, they, they're probably like us not paying that. That's like nothing compared to the other crimes we commit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like we can but, afford not to pay this one. Cheyenne, yeah. you had a good, uh, you brought up a good topic about Toronto rideshare. And I was thinking, it's funny because I asked, I had a Toronto driver on the audio podcast a, a, about a year ago when Toronto was doing this thing where if you weren't, if you weren't a rideshare driver already, you didn't have to do this. If you weren't, you actually had to do a minor version of what you do in Europe, which is go and train. We have that here in Montreal. So I actually had on my Uber app, uh, it kept sending me like promos for rideshare. And I'm like, I don't do rideshare. So then I clicked on it just to see, because I was like, ooh, these are some good promos, you know? And um, in Quebec, if you want to become a rideshare driver, you have to do the same test as if you're a taxi driver. I have no interest in that. Like, wh why would I do that? So it's like well, a whole exam and everything. I would imagine you would only do it if the pay is that much better. I guess, yeah. So, Or if you really had that desire to do right here, but I really don't. I was just looking at those bonuses. Right, but I mean, there's some. I, I think there's something about that too. It's not like over in Europe, you got to go through a whole process. I've talked with a couple people over there. That takes a couple weeks. You don't have to go through the whole thing that the taxi drivers do, or especially not what are their famous black cabs. Um you know, those people like train for like longer than doctors. I'm not kidding. They go to school for like seven years um, to learn how to do those fame. They're the London famous black cabs. I can't remember exactly what their name is. Um, but then there's taxi too, and they have to go through this whole thing. But then they have these badges. They have QR codes that your phone matches up to and says, yes, this is your driver. Like all the little like safety protocols that cost like three bucks that we don't have. You know, I mean, I don't know. Um, Chris, I mean, what do you guys think about making sure that, you know, because I'm sure that with that comes a better background check, comes better driver performance because you can actually fail and not be able to do it. Exactly. I mean, dun, dun, dun. it, it help, probably helps slow the crap out of oversaturation because they can only they teach so many at a time. Too? <laughs> Not for food delivery. No, it's just Rented for lines. driving passengers. Their, their argument, when I had know. a person on the podcast about it who did rideshare, he was grandfathered in. So if you were already doing rideshare, you did not have to take the class. You were you were good. Even if you sucked at it, they were like, you're good. You already do this. <laughs> so you didn't have to take it. But everybody else had to go through these classes and whatnot. And you had to get certified just like a, yeah. just like a TLC, just like a like a, a taxi or like I worked for a limo company. If you want to drive over the first short, the shortest limo, the one that holds like 12, you got to go get the right classification testing. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I mean, if you're going to make the taxis do it, if you're going to make the limos do it on certain sizes, I don't see why, it shouldn't apply. I mean, we're we're we have psychos driving rideshare. We have some great people driving rideshare. Um, we have bad customers. We, I don't know, but you know, I mean, would that be a game changer? Would it help desaturate desaturate these markets? Or that's another thing. I mean, are do you guys do you and and Sergio think? Do you, are you finding that less? Because I asked Sergio this too. 
do you think less people are onboarding to rideshare these days because they're seeing some of these or they try it for a much shorter period than even a lot of people used to like the churn rate maybe has slowed down for the i used to have this debate with harry and uh, <laughs> i've had harry on a couple times he's had me on once and every time no matter what the topic was we always got into this a little and he he always always said the churn rate will never slow i am a little different i honestly believe I, it has so right now in several markets not all but several it's pretty oversaturated to begin with when it comes to rideshare uh, so instead of the surge you're seeing those great clouds of doom you're seeing like all this where it's more time in between rides um seeing lower bonuses lower quests and all that um so i think there's just an oversaturation of drivers when that happens you are going to have some people that are going to go on and they're going to say, oh, okay, that didn't really do what I thought it was going to do. Maybe I didn't make as much as I thought it would be. Because you got to remember, they did a hell of, you know, the last 10 years, they did a hell of putting the mindset of people saying, oh, this is great. You can go, you can earn money, you can pay your bills, you can go on vacation, whatever it might be. This is, this is a great side hustle for you. So fast forward to, you know, 2019, where it was starting to kind of slow down in that aspect um, when it came to more drivers coming on. So when you have that, you know, you got you got one pie and you got to slice it up individually for each driver on the road. And, you know, then the pandemic hit, but now everything's back to pre-pandemic levels again for the most part. But I think there's more drivers on the road. And so, yeah, when you have drivers that are coming on board, they're going to try it out and then they're going to say, a couple of things they're gonna be like oh this is great i'm making some extra money um i made well and they're not really caring they don't care necessarily about uh um you know if they're losing money or gaining money because they're not paying attention to their costs they're not doing you know the things that are going to help them be more successful you have other people who are going to be like this isn't worth it for me so i drive once maybe i'll drive twice and then probably call it quits um uh, but I haven't heard anything different when it comes to, um, you know, people that are signing up and, you know, the, the three month window or, or six month window or so um, when it comes to a driver, if they're going to stay on board after that or not. Um, I haven't heard if that's really changed currently. But I mean, if you got uh, oversaturation of time, you're not going to be making a lot of money and that can turn off some people, I think. Yeah. Well, now in Toronto, the drivers don't have a choice anymore. They won't be able to sign up for Uber Rideshare because the city just, uh, they just signed, what do they call it? They freeze licenses in order to yeah. manage current levels of greenhouse gas emissions in vehicle for hire industry. So there are no other drivers that can sign up for Rideshare as of today until they're, they're testing it out and they have to run the numbers and everything. But until the end of Q4 of 2024 is when mm. they're going to, exactly, is when they're going to see um, if it makes an effect or not. So Uber what, is really what about to green? Kind of Does green it. get past it? So this is the other thing because Uber, they do have some vehicles that, that follow oh, right. that rule and sure. Lyft as well. And they're saying that uh, they are going to be exempt. So they'll be welcomed onto the platform. They'll so you can only welcomed. sign up if you have electric, basically. 
Exactly. Whereas here we just put out false dates and say by 2025 everybody will be electric. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'll do that next. They'll be like, well, I don't know. That'll be, that'll be the new know. thing. They'll be like, we can only give you a driver's license in California if you have an electric car. It's like, okay, 2030. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that maybe Canada's on to something though, because clearly your taxi industry does better than ours too. Does it? I mean, well, I'm guessing because every time I'm every time I talk to people up there, they say that the taxi is still competition. Here, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here you can get here you have to get a taxi in California on the Uber app. Really? <laughs> so, well, see, see, here's the thing. You gotta I mean, if you, you look at Toronto, you look at, at Montreal, those are the bigger cities in Canada. Yes. You look at New York City, they have a stronghold when it comes to the taxi industry. And everything that's why new york city is uh completely different than the rest of the country you know ride your drivers have to get yeah. their medallions they have to do you know everything like a taxi cab driver but the only thing is they're not a taxi driver they're an uber lyft driver and they cap them too so they say hey yeah you can only have so many medallions out at one time and you know it's it's the same kind of thing but if you start going you know, if you're going into Barrie or Hamilton or um, other areas, they may not have those type of uh, caps that they're putting on. It might only be in city centers because of the population. So, I mean, when you're getting out in other areas that are, oh, we're going we're gonna to try to uh, be as many drivers as we can or whatever, you know, they're still going to fall into the same categories. Now, I don't know if that's true. Um, I mean, you might know that a little bit better uh, being in Canada, but is, is that open or is that closed off in all of Ontario or is it just in Toronto? It's just in Toronto. Yeah. See, so there you go. Yeah. What did the existing drivers think about it? They're actually not too pleased about it because they're saying that it's going to increase the wait times. Uh, Customers aren't going to be very happy. Uh, They don't believe that it's something that's actually going to reduce congestion because yes, Toronto, there's traffic all day, every day, no matter where you're going. Um, So they're saying they don't see why, why they would have to do this. And then it's just going to make the customers even more upset because they're going to be waiting longer for their ride. And then when you show up, they're annoyed. They're, you know, so yeah. See, I thought it would have been the opposite. Well, you can only yeah. do so much, right? Just because of the fact that there's so much traffic there that when you go to pick, like, if an order comes in, you have to factor in how long is it going to take me to get over there? And it could be something that normally if there's no traffic, it's like a five to 10 minute drive. But since there's always traffic, it can easily take you almost an hour to go like a few kilometers. It makes no sense over there. Like it, it, I used to live there. It, it's, it's a completely different world when it comes to traffic. So our cat are cause cab drivers are exempt. They don't have to be green. No. So are cab drivers there W-2 employees? Are they are they not how they are here? Are they not independent contractors? For Toronto, I'm not sure. For Montreal, I actually had to look into this for one of the um, jobs that I did for that freelancer site that you saw on my page. And uh, some of them are employees and some of them are, are independent contractors. Okay. It depends which company and it depends how you got onto the platform. Um, and some, they have their own vehicle and some of them, it's a company vehicle. Sure. So 
let's uh switch the gear here kim why are we talking about uber eats letting you order from two stores at once when i feel like we've talked about this so many times we have but there so <laughs> i know i it, it's like reinventing it so to speak so they it started out and this is what we talked about before they started out with doing i'm making this up mcdonald's and you can you know also go to i don't know 7-eleven or a convenience store walgreens and get like a bag of chips or candy or whatever to add on your order and they wouldn't charge you for like an extra delivery fee it was all grouped together so fast forward they said that it's been doing well for uber eats and now they're going to allow not just the convenience store like anywhere like so say you know say all five of us are roommates and i want a pizza chris wants mcdonald's steve you want i have no idea <laughs> you name it wendy's so i want to piss the driver off yeah, Wendy's like. Well, I Wait, why would you say that? I go, I go to Wendy's takeout, and it's so easy. Because <laughs> Wendy's is the hardest, dude. Well, technically, maybe not it's only yours. two restaurants. <laughs> maybe not but yours, technically, man, it's only but... two. Re- yeah, <laughs> technically, okay. it's only two restaurants. But you can go to like people can order from two different restaurants and get it delivered to the same house. So now they're. Ex- expanding it to not just like convenience stores they're expanding it to like any restaurant that is on the platform so now they're saying that drivers could be upset about this because now they have to go to two different locations blah 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 but doordash already does this well this is uber eats they do i know but like yeah this is uber eats Wait, but Uber used wait, no, because I've picked up from two different places to drop off. And it says like um the this is at the same drop-off drop. location but or they something. They might have done like it that. separately. Yeah, but they might have done it separately and got in charge two different delivery oh. fees. And then Uber Eats probably gave it to you as a stacked order. Now as a customer they're not going to be charged two different delivery fees. They're just going to be charged one delivery fee. And then you as a driver have to go to two different restaurants. So I guess my only, I don't mind doing it as long as it's going to the same house. To me, that's kind of easy because now you're not doing two pickups and two drop-offs. And when you're doing a stacked order, my problem is, is how is it going to affect the pay by not having an additional delivery fee? So is that now going to affect the driver's pay because they're not charging the customer more money, more money on the back end? So that's a good point. Uh, But Soda said DoorDash doesn't. Yeah, DoorDash does. I've done this many times where I picked up from two restaurants and it's usually a meal and a dessert. Yeah, they plus do do it. They do Canada do it on too. DoorDash, but yeah, but they do do it on DoorDash, but they charge two delivery fees. I think the whole entire thing of this whole thing is they're only charging one delivery fee for the two pickups for the customer. Mm. So it's so he, more. He's claiming it is not two different restaurants, though, and that's exactly what we are talking about: is two different restaurants. Yeah. yeah. But I think Kim has a point. They were maybe charging twice the delivery fee, and now they're waiving that second one, which is pretty cool. 
What's up, Udia? Udia. Oh, it's good for the so customer, I guess for but the customer, for the driver. I think it's good for the customer. I don't think good for the driver. I mean, you're, I think you're going to be losing out on money as a driver by this whole entire thing. Yeah. Hopefully well, the customer opinion. sees how much they're saving and they decide to put it in the tip. <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah, like okay. Instacart saying, Let me know how you hey, make out on that one. <laughs> we're going to pay you, you know that $8 that you've been complaining about? We're going to pay you 4 now. <laughs> you cool? <laughs> Oh, and don't worry yeah. because we're lowering the cost <laughs> but you'll get more orders so it'll even out overall yeah right and if somebody cancels on an 800 dollars order you get to keep it and we'll just offset it against all these hard workers <laughs> yeah but then they give you three dollars come on dude um so john you i'm trying to get make sure that we get to some of these we, we're not going to get to everything tonight guys but john i want you you sent a specific one that uh I always try and get an independent contractor one in here. And I think this is the closest one. Uh, warehouses are calling on gig workers. Um, I think that, I think we constantly talk about there's, you know, all the people that are complaining about gig apps, there's so much more coming to the gig space. Like it's, it's not just going to be delivering food. And I think this is a good example. John, you want to walk us through that or. Yeah, so basically, uh, the way that it's described is like in the warehouse, people who have like a warehouse background, there's an app, and I forget the name of it, but essentially you sign up, you prove that you're safety trained, you put on your experience, and then it kind of rates you like you have on uh, the gig apps where you have like your attendance rating or your, I guess, subjective work rating. And so basically people, the managers or the foreman of these warehouses, uh, they get 24 hours have within 24 hour notice they're able to go on there and say i need to fill in um uh, so there's one step back the other thing that the people have is like you have your availability so i can work 6 a.m to 10 a.m on thursday i can work you know 2 p.m to 10 p.m on friday and so basically the managers go in there and they just pick slots and they fill people in and people get jobs 24 hours in advance a week in advance and uh so these people who have maybe a full-time warehouse job they put themselves on this app for extra work and they're available time. They're off days and they get the extra work. And yeah, so that's the way of it. Um, the way of it, I think they said that like around 20% of some jobs are being filled this way um, in these warehouses. So it's a, it's an interesting chunk of these that are already expanding to, but uh, ultimately, especially going into the holiday season, uh, it makes it easier to hire seasonals or just to, you know, find overtime, pick up overtime, give out overtime. And uh, kind of, I can see this expanding to like other industries, like especially call centers, where if you know how to handle, you know, Verizon, you can do AT&T and T-Mobile and Sprint as well. So that's the, uh, yeah. kind of the, the, the forecast of that. It also seems like it could be a good threat to the, to the hardcore long-term employees. <laughs> like, hey man, look how easy we bring in all these people. And you can do McDonald's, you can do Burger King, you can do Five Guys. All right, why not? Yeah. I know, but I'm just pointing out on the other side of the spectrum that W2 doesn't seem as secure anymore when they bring in a bunch of gig workers. And they're like, See how we no. did that in a snap? I think there is so many different ways of making money. Like, there's no, like, I think with, yes, people still have W2s, but with like gig work, like there, I think there's so many companies that are going the independent contractor way because it's easier to fill jobs, especially going into fourth quarter when a lot of people need the demand of especially warehouses, retail, why, why not? I think there's just going to be so many different ways of making money through 
different apps, gig apps, stuff like that happening all over the place. I think it's just going to keep on expanding. Yeah. Bud Soda here says he's, he's what he's talking about. I wrote an article on it is called Wano, Wanola. So it's W O N O L O. Um, if you guys look it up, it's Wanolo. Um, it, it's somewhat as close to a W2 as you can be. It's really dedicated to cooks, chefs, um, people in the restaurant industry, people in the warehouse industry. Um, it's Wanolo.com. So it's W-O-N-O-L-O.com. Um, and they, it's, it really is about more, if you guys remember like the, uh, temporary job centers back in the day, uh, you know, like you, you could go in and say, if you just moved to a city, Hey, I haven't found a job yet. And they say, Oh, we got this warehouse job for three weeks. There you go. And you actually had a, like a broker or somebody working, an agent working on your behalf. It felt, it feels like that. Cause I wrote an article on it and I had to go through the whole app and its whole process and it felt it felt like that and i being in from the end the bar and restaurant industry i saw a lot of like great ideas and it was a great way to fill spots like on on lines cook lines and things like that for a while but it also allowed a place to gauge you so i was seeing a lot of these winolo people doing this at two three places and at like the third place they'd get offered a full-time job like hey we want to just keep you or they'd be like um, a lot, you know, a line chef, and they couldn't get. I was reading all kinds of testimonials. They were like a line chef at their primary job of eight years. They loved the place, but they they had found out or finally thought, I can't get above a certain level. I am never going to get a chef or sous chef, and I really want to. So they go start like doing Winolo on their days off and seeing if they could improve their skills. And if maybe somebody else would offer it to them or if they could bring something new, a new trait to the restaurant that might make them more in play for a, a bigger promotion. Um, so the, there was so many benefits to it. I liked it, but it's not an app. You don't, again, it's not an app like we are talking about. You don't go log in. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's like work ready kind of thing. It's like you can go, it's, it's like a trial basis for W2. Yeah, it's similar to like InstaWork. Like yes. a temp agency. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, I know that, uh, so Cheyenne, you have two here on skip the dishes. I don't know. I, I want to give any kind of plug. We can't, cause we never talk about skip the dishes here. Um, you had one <laughs> we on, don't. well, no, we just don't, I mean, we just don't. <laughs> um, but I mean, we should be because up there, skip the dishes is our Grubhub. Yeah, exactly. It's the same company as Grubhub. And for right. some I mean, areas, Skip the Dishes is more popular than Uber Eats or DoorDash. Right. And I mean, like you were saying the same things that like we think like Grubhub bags are nicer than DoorDash bags. They're amazing. They are. Skip it's the Dishes the best bags are better than. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny. They're like your third company. Yeah. Which is funny because they're the ones that pay per order. They pay the most. Um their bags are, it's the best purchase I've made for all of my gig anything. Um, but yeah, you don't really hear about them because it is just a Canadian company, right? But here they are doing cooler things than the bigger companies. Yes. You're talking about partnering with chefs to help people. Yes. I've talked about this leftover thing um, and we've talked about it here and tried to formulate ideas, but 
Um, what's going on up there with this? So there's two things with Skip. Um, one I'll talk about really quickly just because it's always been this way. Uh, Skip is the partner, the preferred partner for the NHL, so the hockey league over here. Mm-hmm. And um, here. so anytime that you... Well, yeah, there were two. So anytime that you, um, you know, either watch their games or anything, if there's going to be like a commercial for food delivery, it's going to be skip the dishes. And they always try to like, you know, give away tickets with, um, you know, fill out this contest or whatever the case might be for drivers and also for customers, which is actually really cool. There's always something for drivers. Now, one thing that they did before was they had these pants that people can wear whenever they were watching the game and it had built-in pockets into them. Now, uh, built-in pockets, built-in napkins in the pockets. Now they came out with a fleece and the, the, um, where you put your pockets in the front, it's like a hoodie. There is like microfiber towels because they did, <laughs> they, they went around to find out what is it that people like to eat whenever they're watching a hockey game. And pretty much wings. most people said wings. So they're saying, you know, <laughs> you don't want to have a mess while you're eating your wings. And then you look down and you miss like a big shot. So now they have this hoodie that if you make a mess on your hoodie, it's totally fine. The microfibers are going to suck it all up and you're not going to miss anything. (laughs) So you're saying Canadians are now using their clothes as their napkins. It seems like it. They're using their clothes as their napkins. It's I am so grossed out by this right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I'm everybody be like, why does it smell like wings in here? <laughs> or it's like, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to say. like wing sauce on your hands. And, uh, yeah. 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 So wing, so and wing then, sauce. And wing sauce on your hands. And you and put it in. See, yeah, you Kim, just put it in. Now's that, t- now's that time. I'm glad you won't let me do your laundry. <laughs> you can do your own launch. You know, I, I call that failed product launch. <laughs> but because think about it, even when really they had the pants with the napkin. The sauce that you had on the... Well, I'm assuming you wash well, it in between, right? If, like, say... If... But what happens How does that if, get clean? like, say you're eating wings and you, yes. you get through one and you go in and you clean your hands but then you get a second wing what do you do the second wing wipe does it go on your first wing like this is so gross (laughs) find a clean spot on your shirt (laughs) (laughs) so that is one article i don't i I really i really don't get that either that one's weird um if we did that here i don't even think that that i mean i think customers driver i mean i feel like everybody be like what I'm doing that. I think a lot of people would. Some people would be like, "Oh yeah, sure, perfect. Uh, I already used my hoodie already. This is just a nice spot for it." But well, you mean it's just a wearable the vast napkin? Would be like, "Nope." It's a wearable napkin. It's insane. And then the second story with Skip is that um, I can so I know go a lot in of people... so many directions with this. I know, I know, I know. Imagine we'll get we'll get you one, Kim. We'll get you one. We'll get you a oh, skip the dishes cool. microfiber. No, please towel. don't. Yes, <laughs> you're getting one. No, please don't. It'll never be used for what its intended purpose is for. <laughs> Use it to please like don't. <laughs> oh my goodness! Don't worry, I'll send it to your house, Steve, to get washed every single time. Oh, <laughs> he might keep it. 
you know how much money we're gonna spend shipping this thing back and forth okay i know right but now is the what's the this is the better story because i think this yes i've we've talked about this people should be doing this here so I like this one, but I was telling my boyfriend about this one and he's like, I don't understand why we need someone to explain to us what to do with our leftovers. Like you just heat it up and put it with a salad, put it with a side, but whatever. So Skip, what they're doing is um, they've paired up with three uh, chefs and what they're doing is they're helping people turn their leftovers into another meal because they're saying that, what is it? 70% of people have leftovers in their fridge and about 68% of that gets thrown out because people said they don't know what to do with it. And I'm like, I don't understand. What do you not know what to do with your leftovers? But anyways, so they showed this one video where a chef took like a veal Parmesan and he made it into like this amazing breakfast sandwich. And I'm like, but it's just, the veal parmesan with breakfast stuff and you made a sandwich like why does somebody need a chef to explain what to do with the leftovers i don't understand this like don't they just put it in the microwave like what happened to that but who has the chef at their disposal damn millennials and this is what i'm wondering because when i was talking about it with my boyfriend we're like but i don't understand like if you're you have your meal just heat it up and eat it again and i'm like okay exactly. maybe it's just like the meat or maybe it's just like the pasta maybe they're so trying to make you feel cold. like you're getting two meals out of it what well, basically they're trying to make a tiktok out of leftovers is what it sounds like yeah <laughs> it yeah. really seems like it <laughs> it seize really the opportunity does. that millennials don't know how don't to reheat their food. Like, i don't get it <laughs> It makes no sense to me. Well, like, I mean, like maybe maybe help? two dishes. Maybe if you like, if 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 Cheyenne has one and then her boyfriend has one, and they both like eat two thirds of the meal, it says, "Hey, take a third and a third, and guess what it makes." <laughs> I guess. I'd be kind of weird. I mean, let, so yeah, I, these I, chefs I, are like I, making I, videos, and then on you're how on to, like, the worst, and then you're on worst cooks of America. <laughs> but you know what? And you know, I mean, honestly, the food looks good. Like that sandwich he made looked amazing, but I don't see why you need someone to show you how to chef. do that. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're just trying to get people to use their leftovers instead of throwing them out because the majority of people probably do actually do that instead of, you know, eating them. I know yeah. I'm guilty of that as well too. Um, that, you know, I try to eat, we, we actually eat it quite a bit, but there are definitely times where it's like you throw it out and you're like, Oh, why am I throwing this out? And, but it's been in there for a few days or something. So I'm wondering if that's kind of like their whole, I'm hoping that's kind of their play, but if it's just something where it's like, you don't know how to reheat your food, then, then I'm, I'm more worried than not on other circumstances than that. Right. That was actually the whole premise. It's because oh. 68% of it got thrown out and it's, uh, it's to lead up to the circular economy month and waste reduction week. I didn't even know that was a thing. There's so a it's, st it's still what you're thinking, Chris. It's still like a mallet to the head going, Hey, guess what? You're throwing that in the trash, but you can eat that later again. And they're like, what? Yeah. And here's how. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't know why they want to do that. I think they'd be like, Oh, well, you know what? We're going to give you smaller portions. So then you eat everything all at once. And then, when you want your second meal, you can order. just order from us again. <laughs> I mean, I mean if, if they're looking for money. 
if you nothing think, was learned from that discussion, at least we should take away that look, homeless people, there's channels to be started. You could be showing us how to make meals from trash cans. You know, like, what do you do? Oh, like, look at the half eaten chicken. Nom, nom, nom. Right? You, but you can't eat that chicken alone. You got to find some tearing through it. Oh, there's a like, couple of flies on it. Mm, protein, more protein. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. But I think that's what, so, Chris, to answer your question, I think the reason why they didn't do that, because then that would be a marketing thing. That would be a, okay, well, if, you know, it's smaller portions or whatever and you need to order again, then that's technically helping Skip's pocket and not helping the customers out there. Because out of everyone that said that they threw away their leftovers, 73% of them said that they're actually willing to reduce the amount of leftovers that they're throwing out. They just don't know what to do with it. So I think you that's where they're like, okay, well, I if think, there's I so think many people. Everybody watching, it's simple. Eat, <laughs> eat <up>. two words. <laughs> it doesn't make any it's sense. It's called a microwave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, an, a, or like a, a toaster of it or something. <laughs> Very it makes simple. No sense. It makes you know what? You can just no smoke sense. a little weed and then you'll be hungry and you'll be like, oh, you'll I know exactly hungry. what I'm going to do with that thing. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the big, the biggest thing to hear, one of the biggest things we've talked about here, and I feel like it all, we always just, it, it gets overlooked, but I feel like there's something to be had here because it's just ridiculous. Like, look at all the, all, all the food McDonald's wastes. And yes. then the deal they have with like DoorDash and stuff to like, well, we'll pay for it all. Don't worry about it. Just throw it out. Like, I mean, literally, in my market, I live in the market with Van. You guys know Van. Um, you know, he does some crazy stuff. But at the same time, he's sh he's one of the people who's really shown some of the late night McDonald's that I know, those, those locations. And there's like 60 bags there that are about to make their way out to the trash can. Why can't that go to the homeless or something? They're all sealed. You know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's so many things we're not doing. No, actually good. actually it's because of liability can't they just check um, a box that says i'm cool with eating this as opposed to the I, maggot infested food i'm about to dive for well unfortunately that's unfortunately a problem yep. um because you'd wonder why grocery stores would do the same thing you know a lot of the times they're able to donate it to food shelters but there's other thing like there's other food that you just have to throw out and you're like why can't you just give it to people and it's because of a liability issue is it because of if things are dated or what is it i'm not sure too far into yeah, it but um that's that's really all i know and i never really researched it further but it's it's i believe yeah, it's something to do with liability issues i guess i guess i'm you know like just while we're on it i'm just saying it's really sad because this is food that's wasted mm -hmm. it seems like there needs to oh, be a way around this Yes. Even when you mentioned grocery stores, grocery stores should be able to give it to like, we have a bunch of food. We have a huge homeless problem here in Denver. I mean, I know a lot of us do, but huge. It's been out of control. I was surprised, you know? when, I was surprised when I was there and riding around with you, Steve. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was amazed. Yeah. There's people who live in tents downtown, like right downtown, right you know, they did, they, they were, they, they tried to gentrify them out of areas and what they did instead was went and surrounded the food banks downtown, but then they got to be too many. So tent city just grew and grew and grew within the city and they never wanted that. 
Yeah, so. I was actually going to say what Christopher Taylor said that I, w- I would assume a small percentage of it is, you know, salmonella, food poisoning, anything else that would possibly get someone sick. They don't want to be liable for anything. I would assume that's expired or might get someone sick. And eventually, but there's food insufficient people who don't even get food. I think I that the amount of people who might, and I, I know we're not making the decisions here, but I'm just saying the amount of people who would get a cell manila issue or something from sealed they, McDonald's bags or donated Kroger food or something, they're getting the food anyway that could have yeah. cell manila anyway. I was going to say, once they throw it out, like McDonald's, don't the, the homeless people just go and get it out the, the bag or do they lock the trash can? Do yeah, dude, my, all our McDonald's lock the trash cans. Hmm. So they go throw them in there, and then they got that bar that goes over in the padlock, and they you can't get into it. So sad. I'm assuming that's insurance too, you know? Yeah, Probably. yeah, yeah. You know, it's so, the same thing. I used to, I was a dishwasher way back in the day, and if there were plates left over from you know weddings or parties or whatever, they're like you got to throw it all out. I threw it out, but I threw it like next to it, and then uh, we, we just kept it. So. I mean, things like that, it's, I, I don't know why, but yeah, it sucked because we were throwing away like fillets and like all yeah. these really good oh. cuts and everything. Yeah. And, you know, I just put it into like a little uh, to-go container and I just, you know, kind of kept it off to the side. And then when we left for the night, I had like a whole pack full of, of like fillets and potatoes. And I took like three of them. We went to a friend's house and we just ate like kings for that. It was great, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's the the fact that they're like oh we have to throw it out we can't do anything with it it's it's insane that's crazy i think they're i think that's a i think that's a huge opportunity for somebody to make a really good fight on trying on trying to help some homeless people because we're the amount of food we waste is ridiculous and then we talk about food insufficiency in this com- in this country and it's crazy yeah. we have kids that don't that go unfed every day every day yeah so I know, but that's I actually have, something that I was. Have, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I just have a local. I have a local deli and also a local bagel place. That there's a um, a nonprofit organization that it's almost like a food bank, local food bank, and they've actually formed partnerships that as soon as like they know that their day is over, they go to the deli and also the bagel store, and they literally both places donate whatever hasn't sold for the day as far as like baked goods is concerned. So I know it's done at a local, you know, mom and pop type of thing, but if it could be done nationally, and do you know how many more mouths can get fed and how many more people can get fed across the country? Just saying. Yeah, definitely. So since we have run out of time for me to hit any of the big stories, so I want to end just with this really don't do this, you guys, because this guy's first of all, he picked this really small order too to go out on this with. <coughs> it's a TikToker. He's gone somewhat viral. Let me see it. He's got 137,000 followers. He's kind of known for his um quitting of jobs. That's what his thing's about. Like, hey, this is how I quit this job. Here's how I got kicked out of this job. He took a, so he's, 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 he has TikToks up there, multiple ones on quitting Taco Bell, PetSmart, Amazon. So he took on DoorDash and 
he explains, you know, his various reasons for not liking it. And, um, he took his, uh, triggered by the orders of the day, uh, saying that they were absolutely crap. Uh, he then the same day, uh, that he was talking about everything being crap. I think it was his first or second day. He received a delivery from a customer who placed, uh, Shake Shack order. And so instead of doing his job, he picked up the Shake Shack order, ate the meal, and deleted the DoorDash app. <laughs> now, we've heard That's them all, but this is it. new. This is new. This is like deactivating yourself by stealing. <laughs> so it's, yeah. But why would you do Shake Shack? Why wouldn't you go to like a steakhouse That's what I just and said. do like good right. like or get, like, right or do like... good for humanity taking a 500 dollars instacart order so well, quit. Here, here's the thing let's be real <laughs> he was doing it for the views on tiktok he wasn't doing it because of any other reason yeah. so it, 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 he probably wasn't even thinking about that he's like oh what can i do to to do this and you know kind of give my my tiktokers uh or my viewers what they want to look at and that's that's yeah. basically all he's doing I, what, I found, what I found funny about this, though, is this guy like lasted like a day. So during the day, he's going, this is crap. I'm not going to these. He and his first day was like, this is all junk. These aren't worth taking. And he's so then I'm thinking, is he just waiting now? So he knows he's going to do it. He's already quit other jobs on TikTok. Is he just waiting for the order he wanted? He's like, God, I hope a Shake Shack order comes in. <laughs> and then one comes Who in. Knows? Maybe like, he really I'm likes done, it, man. Like, <laughs> maybe he really likes it or or that was the closest thing that he likes to eat or something versus the other orders that uh you know they order and they, you don't like it <laughs> i just i don't know i i i don't, I, I, I don't think i've like ever seen i don't think i've me. seen this before i don't I think, think the best seen... title would have been i quit after my first doordash <laughs> delivery <laughs> but he well, no because it's bit. not even after he didn't do it no I know, but what I'm saying is, I he quit did it like during my first DoorDash order. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even complete it. Right, right, on Grubhub. Nobody gives any orders on Grubhub, anyways. Is it considered? Just, a so does right. Didn't even deliver it. Like, <laughs> as Basota Actually, said, he's maybe yeah, not even the. That's the funny thing. Watchy, if he re-downloads the app, he's still active. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he, like, you'll just see like negative twenty-two dollars. He just has one contract out. violation. True, he just has one contract <laughs> violation. That's all it is. He needs a second one. Right, you, know, you haven't completed any orders, and you stole the first one. Don't do that again. That's a violation. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, That's like, <laughs> like the bus drivers would, in Buffalo. They can hit I guess four people this, and still have their job. Maybe we can bring a little closure by bringing a couple stories together. These are the people who need the chef to explain what to do with leftovers. Yes. (laughs) I mean, you don't sign up for these apps to get a free meal and quit. Definitely not. (laughs) Don't do that. It only only lasts a couple of times before uh, that comes crashing down. (laughs) Um, Okay, so before we get out of here, because we've ran over, guys, uh, Kim... What do you got going? What don't I have going? No, I'm just kidding. Um, You're a machine. (laughs) Um, I've actually dropped a lot of videos this week. I have another one coming out tomorrow. Hopefully I can get it edited tonight and before I go to bed and it'll be out tomorrow. Um, I've just been working 
differently on um, different apps. So um, go check out, you know, yesterday's video and the next one that's I coming saw, out. I saw that Kim did the. I did. Yeah. Arrow works. Um, um, I did another one today. I, I think I'm on like three or four with Paraworks at this point. They're starting to really come to my area, which is why I haven't done them previously. So it's been, it's been really good. So I can't say enough great things about it so far. Um, trying to think what else. Money Hungry um, is on Wednesdays on the Rideshare Guy. This Wednesday, we have Lou and Mary from the Long Island Dash Experience. So they will be joining oh, nice. us this coming Wednesday. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Thursdays, I am back here. Weekends, I work crazy. And that's my week. Oh, and I have a video being released on the Rideshare Guy tomorrow. Right? Nice. <laughs> oh, I thought you released one last week. No, it was a week before. Week. Um, because it's every other no, week. No, it's probably the week before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, hey, and what Christopher Taylor has a question for you. When's your show coming back? Oh, um, he's talking about your Tuesday. My... Yeah, the I Tuesday. I know. Show. I know. I. My daughter has now soccer on Tuesdays. So until soccer dies down or goes away, unfortunately, Tuesdays is on pause for the present moment until I'm not a soccer mom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. So what you got to do at, at some point. At least she was transparent, guys. John, and John, before you say what you got going this week, I also want to ask you beforehand: Are you gonna? Because I'm thinking about maybe giving shipped another try. Not yet, but soon, as it comes close to after Thanksgiving. I mean, I gave up on it. It was so bad. But again, for those that don't know, when I started Shipped, I learned everything from John's channel. He has the best Shipped videos that there are. I know he doesn't do a lot of it either anymore. That's why it's kind of two parts with you. What do you got going on? And would you consider doing Shipped again? I did turn on Shipped recently. Just uh, the biggest thing for me with Shipped is that with with Shipped to do Shipped correctly, you got to track the addresses. And when I turned it on recently, you know, I don't uh, got a new phone and a lot of different things. So I'm basically starting from zero as far yeah. as my addresses. So I may do it just to show what it's like to do it from zero, how it should be done, a demonstration for the people out there. So I am considering doing it for that reason. And uh, just because also there's a uh, another Walmart in an area near me that just added Spark to it, which is close to a Target. So now I have an opportunity to potentially field Target, field Walmart. Uh, let me phrase that. Field Spark, field Shipped, field DoorDash, Uber Eats, et cetera, all from the same area. So mm -hmm. just because it makes sense to do it, that would be another reason why I may be doing it in the, uh, the holiday season. Third reason is if they have bonuses again. Um, they don't have them right now, but if they bring them back, it makes it definitely worth it. So okay. that's one of the things I may be having coming up is uh, that. So time will tell. And to the viewer that said, I only said her name is Cheyenne, gig work mama. What do you got going on this week? <laughs> <laughs> I am actually doing my first Q&A, live Q&A on Tuesday. So I'm very excited about that. And, uh, you know, just editing videos and trying to put them out there. I'm slowly getting back on track. I'm, I'm 
I'm not too far behind. So uh, that's a good thing. But yeah, I have one video that's in the works of being edited right now. Hopefully it'll come out in maybe a day or two. And uh, yeah, prepping for my Q&A on Tuesday. Nice. And so we get to Chris. Show me the money club uh, with Sergio, rideshare guy, ties, eating pizza around the city. What you got going on, Chris? I think you just said it. So yeah, um, <laughs> show me the money club Tuesday. We have uh, th- this week. We have uh, Alderman Michael Rodriguez from Chicago, the twenty second ward, on as well as Lori Simmons from. Uh, oh my God, what she had uh, the people's. Uh, Oh God, I can't remember it. Uh, but Lori Simmons is going to be on as well. Um, so we got that going on for Tuesday uh, over at the Rideshare Guy, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Make sure you're checking that out. Uh, check out my other channel, Chris Pizza. And yes, I go around pizza, or go around Buffalo, eat pizza, rate it, see who's got the best slice in town, share some cool things about Buffalo and all that good stuff. Uh, so a lot more on top of it too. So will this will the pizza thing expand when you travel yeah mm. like when you go to vermont yep there will be a you'll, snow you'll, by the you'll slice. try a pizza place yeah there will be a snow okay. by the slice i already talked to my yeah. wife about it and she's like oh yeah okay cool <laughs> okay i was gonna give you one place to put on your pizza journey doesn't matter when you get there it may not be for a while but uh it's called moose's tooth pizza it's in anchorage alaska if you get a chance, just put it up, <laughs> look it up. Literally, uh, like top ten in the nation multiple times. Okay, I'll have to. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I'm always keeping. I for can trying give you some good places, places in New Jersey. All right. <laughs> well, See, I'll, I mean, I'll have Chris to go, go to the So thing. if I'm yeah. going around to different areas, then uh, I'll ha- I'll have to hit up everybody and see what's what's the best place to go. <laughs> Well, New Jersey is oh, a little closer a lot in than Montreal. Alaska, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said may not be this year. I got to go check out Dustin uh, with with his new digging channel. <laughs> so yeah, um, so last I got the last mile uh, next week, and you guys, I will talk about the curry order I did because it was a monster, um, and there's a lot to be said about it. Uh, Again, one of those debatable things. I had people on both sides. Ah, take it. That's a great order. Don't take that. No way. It was a long one, and I will explain the whole thing next Wednesday. Um, also, uh, speaking of Lou and Mary, a week from this Tuesday, so it's the 24th, um, we are doing our, I think it's our seventh one, um, the Long Island Rodeo Experience is what we call it. And I think it's our seventh one. Um We've, we just randomly do them once in a while whenever Lou and Mary are feeling, feeling it. So, and then I got, um, the first week of next month, um, I am doing the part two with Kim Cavan, Karen Anderson, Mike Harubi about the independent contractor rule change, because there's been some movement there and things will, a trigger will have been pulled by then. And we will have the the second part of that two part discussion that we even said would be two parts when we did it the last time. So, um, with that said, everybody, thank you for joining us. Hopefully, you joined us on all channels, and if you missed it, hopefully, you're seeing it out on all the channels because we're trying to tally this up and see if it's making sense. And so far, it is. I mean, we're getting more eyes on this, and that's awesome. I think some people are feeling displaced. I've seen it in the streams. Like, what stream am I supposed to be in? I know all you guys. 
like, <laughs> I get it. So my take is, is like, if you're, if you've been watching forever, maybe, you know, be in here where everybody is, but this is to bring in new people from all the channels and have them because they'll watch on that channel to feel safe first. And, you know, we're just trying to get it exposed to everybody and it seems to be working. So we'll keep plucking away at it and uh, yeah, keep joining us back here. Be safe, earn smart, you guys, and uh, we'll see you soon. Later. Next week. <laughs>